hello good day um welcome back to the ng game pod podcast my name is mona you can find me on x at mona black and i know and i know like a lot of you have missed me because i like i haven't been on like i think three or two episodes of the podcast like the two previous episodes episodes so i know from, from now on by god's grace i'll be on most episodes probably not everyone but on most episodes i'll be there and here with me is obviously um Chidera. what's good yeah life's good i've got to say very stuff you just said something when you were starting and you said um ng game pod podcast and i'm like i've been thinking since i'm like should we change that stuff from ng game game pod podcast to just ng game pod no need for the podcast because that sounds weird excuse my manner sorry Chidera wants you you can find me on twitter at chat studios it's nice to be here with you all again muna I don't even know what to say for you, man. I'm not even going to start from you, but yeah, that's what I'm just talking about. The NG game, game, NG game pod. I think that's a little better way to start the whole stuff. What do you think? Yeah, I feel, I feel like, yeah. See, I, I, when I said NG game pod podcast, I was like, wait, what, what the hell did I say? Yeah, I think from now on, we'll just like go on with NG game pod. That, like, that's it. So, um, apologies. Welcome back to the NG game pod. Yeah, apologies for that. So, um, I've missed like uh, last two episodes, and I have things to say, obviously, about like the last episode, episode especially, uh, especially like the PlayStation. Like my main focal point, like what I actually, what I actually have problem with about that last episode, like on concerning that topic, is, is basically um, the PlayStation portal. Why, Sony? What? What? What is your what is your intent why why are you doing this oh what do you think jits bro i don't even know what to start from like because when i read the when i read the discourse right because um what happened was like this girl texted me actually we are chatting about metal gear solid top game i talked about it and i'm going to devote one episode to that game definitely but we talked about metal gear solid right and she was like the game sounded very cool sounded very cool and she would love to play it and i was like i played it on ps vital so like fast forward two weeks later i'm getting news on ign that um sony are releasing a new uh, playstation later this year and it's going to be going out 200 us dollars i'm thinking 200 us dollars that's a bit dude but still, regardless, I mean, my favorite console is coming back. I come online and I'm like, check it. Only for somebody to now break the news to me that the PlayStation is not actually a gaming device. Nah, it's an accessory to the PS4, to the PS5. Meaning if you do not have a PS5, the PlayStation, the PSP is literally useless. And if the PS5 is not on, it's useless. If they are not connected to the same um, internet, it's useless. I'm thinking to myself, what's the point exactly do you expect okay so like i'm going to the kitchen maybe i want to go make myself a food it's not me to pause my game on on the gisting i would go spend 200 us dollars so that i can be carrying another console around like it makes no sense at all i don't know the, like i said i don't know the guys that let the people cook in the sunny distance but whatever they are cooking is not good they are cooking up bono soup and jollof rice it's not slapping it's not good enough that's my that's my own thoughts on that stuff yeah so like <laughs> I feel, I feel you because I was like, okay, for example, now, why, wh- what was the main incentive beside, what, what, why? Because it's, it's basically screen mirroring at this point. I can't, like, it's like, you have your laptop. Yeah? 
It's like no, you have exactly. your laptop. You just said the right word, like screen mirroring. Like you've got your laptop and you decide to connect it to your phone because you don't want to go close to your laptop. That's it. That's basically it. Exactly, bro. So like, I just feel like generally it's it's a really bad idea. It's like just it's. I don't know. Maybe they'll fix it or or they'll. I don't. They can't scrap it because it's like already in mass production. I hope they I hope they come up with something new maybe like in next year or next two years like an actual portable handheld console even if it was like 499 or like 399 I don't know how much the Asus work costs Asus work ally costs so you just they should just make it sensible and with that same sleek design because I don't know you wasted all that tech all those all that haptic feedback and the whole thing just on the on the on, the, on, the, on the accessory doesn't make sense, bro. What can we do? Yeah. Yeah. At um, all. um the main like major news going on in the uh, in, like worldwide game game dev communities right now. The whole Unity yeah. fee stuff. <laughs> Generally, my own thought on that is that as an indie game dev, especially from like the African community, especially from Nigeria, as an indie game dev. Eh, your first game has like maybe like a five percent chance of making over two hundred k in one year. So I don't know why Nigerian devs. They, I'm, I'm speaking of Nigerian devs because obviously this is a Nigerian like focused, a Nigerian focused um, podcast. So like I don't know why Nigerian devs are like con- too too concerned about it because bro, for your game to make two hundred thousand dollars in a year. Like a five percent chance, if not less. So yeah, it's crazy because I think, the, yeah, I think the condition itself is not just um, I, it's not even just two hundred thousand dollars. I think you've got to also sell two hundred thousand copies of your video game as well. So like, is it two hundred thousand dollars revenue and two hundred thousand copies of your game? Now I think the Nigerians that are worried about the situation are not like current people. They are thinking big. They they are thinking in the next five to the next five to seven years um, the nigerian or the african gaming market is definitely going to explode and we foresee stuff like that happening like there's a large um, number of gamers coming out from the community now so like we're expecting like more nigerian video games entered mainstream and at that time because unity is like first of all one big part one big thing unity has over other gaming this in this community so if you've got issues it's very easy for you to get um people that can help you with your problems and stuff like that rather than um, unreal engine so because of because of all these reasons now you got to have um, nigerian developers that would be like bro i mean it might not affect me now but in the long run it could affect me and the, another thing is like the the this is this is from western point of view right uh, the Western point of view is like when when they complain about things getting expensive. Um, for example, when things get expensive, like when things increase price from from a dollar to two dollars, right? They're not worried about the fact that the price just got from one dollar to two dollars. No, they are looking at it that since the fact since they can change it from one dollar to two dollar, yeah, what stops them from carrying it from two dollars to four dollars the next day and they're about? So like you're looking at it in the first thing like. Um, in the future currently now it's, it's just 20 cents I mean the fact that they did this stuff like 20 cents they could wake up one day and increase it to a dollar 
from a dollar it gets to uh, 1.5 1. $1.5 dollars that's like one and fifty cents and stuff like that it could go on it could go on like this i mean the current ceo of the of the of the company has made some very terrible has has said some very terrible decision has had some very terrible decision making in the past but at ee and um i think it was that battle pass i think that was stuff i think it was a battle pass i can't remember the video game that i was hearing that he said he was thinking about charging gamers a dollar for every reload it's like you're playing call of duty and every time you reload you, you get charged a dollar for context that's 989 naira for every reload so like for somebody he's yeah so like he's making this thing so it's like it's a pattern it's not it's not something that you just wake up and see it's a pattern it's something that he's done he has thought about doing before and stuff like that so that's i believe that's why people most nigerians are worried but for me yeah, I, like the finance at the moment isn't all to this thing it's just how vague the word installments was installations were being described but we'll go into depth about the whole thing maybe on the next podcast where we go like more depth into like the technical terms and stuff like that just keep it brief or just touching the story for the next one before before we introduce the other person that is here because i know you lots i mean you've read the bio and stuff like that did you see the dimension 11's um game the legends of Arisha, the new clip that came out where the guy is like beheading people have you seen that no we i i actually haven't like i've been really i've been really like offline for a long time so like i've not really uh, you send me the link sure i'll check it out yeah yeah you've I, got I, to I, see <laughs> i really really love like dimension level stuff so um yeah they talking are, about, they are magic yeah talking about um game dev in africa and the whole publicity issue and the whole publicity and all and game dev in nigeria and africa are blowing please welcome the ceo of africa communicate on the show uh, michael how's your day going hello it's been a great day pleasure to be here yeah thanks um so um michael welcome to the show of yours this is your first time and possibly the first of many um, I, want, I, I want to ask, like, let's just go like directly into it. How was gaming for you as a child, like growing up as a child with games? How was it for you, like early consoles and the likes? <laughs> it was fun with lots of beating and punishment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, growing up. We had access to some games, but as you would imagine, um, being someone that is African from an African home, there's this cultural perception related or regarding games. And so your parents get games for you and then they tell you it's bad for your health, you should not play, you should not do so many things. (laughs) (laughs) And so it it was actually fun. I remember my first game was... um, yeah, I do know I had a Sega. I do know I had a Game Boy. And I do know I enjoyed the, these DVDs that come with CDs um, that you can play games on. I don't know if you know them. There was Contra, yeah, those yeah. kind of games and all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was my introduction to game. But along the line, you know, your parents get this thing for you and then they say, no, you have to focus on your book. When school is in session, they unplug it and keep it in the rooms privately. And yeah, <laughs> that, that was yeah. my experience. Yeah, I yeah, feel exactly. like 
I think like almost all Nigerian children went through that. So that whole, um, that whole, what's the name? That whole uh, buying video games to punish you. It's like they buy toys for you so they could punish you. It is in the future. It's like it's like <laughs> when you when you um. You give somebody like a sweet or something like that. Or you give the person cash, knowing very well that later in the future you're going to collect that money and more than that. That's that's how I was moving like, cause you're literally punishing me emotionally and physically. Why would you give me something that takes my mind off every single trouble that I have? And the next minute you're like, yeah, give me that bag, give me that bag. Go focus on your book. It's going to kill you. Or it's not good for your health. Please, but you bought it for me in the first place. I beg you. Exactly. Like why? Why did you give me? You know that you're, you're like you're going to punish me. With, like I think you buy it just to punish you more. That kind of. I think like the, the your punishment is your joy. Well then, okay. Um. So going on, how was your like, um, Michael? How was your early like? How was your, like your early? Your like your early years with tech generally. Like, how did you get into tech, and how did Africa communicate come about? Yeah, um, that, that's another interesting story. I I got into the game development industry in 2014 through an internship at a place called Center for Tech. I think um, I think that was um, 2014-2015, if I'm not wrong. And um, yeah, when I look back, I mean, I was I was I was in school. I was looking forward to the uh, I was looking forward to intern. I was, I, at that time, I was just coding HTML4. I think 5 was something very new back then. <laughs> so I was building HTML4 websites with CSS and all. And I was looking for a place to learn technology and um, like to upgrade my skills. And then I got to a place called Center for Tech. And there I discovered that I could not just play games, but actually build games. And that was really mind-blowing for me in so many ways. Yeah. Um, over the years, I started led, I, I, I started off with Construct. I moved on to Unity. I started teaching people how to build games with Unity and Construct. I was organizing community events. We used to organize Global Game Jam back then, where we get people in Lagos together to just like build games over a span of two, three days. <laughs> and it was really exciting. It was really exciting. And yeah, that, that's, that's how it went from 2015, 16, 17, 18, until when, I think around 17, I, I started really thinking about the what next you get. Because a lot of the people I was teaching game development, whether they were teenagers, youths, or even adults, um, there was always that question of what next? Like, what do I do? Now that I've learned this, how do I monetize my skills? Where do I get a job? Where's the, what's the next step? And when I looked around me as well, a lot of the stakeholders back then were also, they were also like um, leaving the games industry for other industries that seemed more lucrative. And there was the Andela learning community coming up, the Google learning communities as well, and many more. And there were jobs for them. As Android game, uh, as Android developers, you get. <laughs> so it, it begs the big question: like, if this industry was to grow, 
what do we need to do? Because obviously we have people that are passionate about building games, but there was no career opportunity. Um, there was no business opportunity for them in the space and making money or surviving as a game developer was very difficult. Um, yeah. You can say the passion was not paying. <laughs> and th- that's how I got into entrepreneurship. I, I basically left my job. I went to study on entrepreneurship and um, yeah that, that's when the idea of Africa Communicate came about <laughs> I think I can go into it more over time yeah yeah alright that's lovely I'd, I've got two questions that I'd want to ask I've got two questions I'd want to ask you uh, Michael first of all right what was, what was your parents reaction when you told them that you wanted to go into game dev because personally I know I've told my dad and we're still arguing about this thing because he doesn't see, he's like Anytime I tell him I want to go into game dev, he's like, Chidera, that's 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 not a job. That's like that's a hobby. That's something people just do on their um, menial times and stuff like that. So you like correct at that time obviously the game the gaming market wasn't this booming like in Africa. It was obviously getting like massive content and massive uh, for the fan it had a massive fan base and massive markets in the West at that time, but like it wasn't massive here in Africa. So what was your parents' reaction when you told them that you are into game dev or like when they saw you like practicing on your laptop and what you were trying to do was create games? Ah, that, that's... <laughs> okay, so the first thing is, I think it's more of my siblings' reaction. Um, and they still don't understand what I do up to today. <laughs> and my sister has been my, my number one fan. Um, she's really supported me in many ways. Even if she doesn't really get a full picture of what I'm doing, she just like posts everything I post. Like she reposts it, she takes it, puts it out there. Any caption I use, she uses it. And that has been really, I'm really grateful to have her because I know she doesn't fully understand where I'm going with this, but she has been there for me all through. And that that has been wonderful. And secondly, you said there was a mass mass exodus of game developers to other fields at the time when Andela came and other Android developers and stuff like that. Uh, that must have been very hard for you, like as a person, because you're looking outside and you're seeing very few game development jobs, and um, you're seeing most of your colleagues they are leaving, they are going into other branches, they are abandoning jumping ship and stuff like that. How did you feel? Um, how did you feel, and how are you able to cope during those times? It's, it felt very depressing, kind of, <laughs> to be quite candid. Yeah, because um, a lot of people had reasons for living. The number one thing was that survival. Like, if you're going to do this, will you be able to start a family? Will you be able to cater for yourself? Will you be able to become responsible? And so it was very difficult for a lot of them as well because they needed to move on to do something else. And... Um, yeah, they had to let their passion go. And you can imagine it's very difficult for all of them. For me, I, I am a different person today from who I was back then. <laughs> you get? And um, back then, I do know there's. it was really confusing for me. But then I still had that inkling. I still had that thought that, no, there is something in this industry. And um, of course, it's very difficult to solve. But there is a solution so the question was who is willing to make that sacrifice who is willing to keep on pushing uh and keep on trying to find a solution out of it 
and let's not forget i did not just jump into africa communicate um the first thing is i realized a flaw in myself um something i had not developed well very i had not developed very well and that was one of um that was the entrepreneurial side the business side of me back then i wasn't also very social i was like a lot of the game developers you don't see my picture anywhere if it's not a game dev event i'm organizing i will most likely not be there you get uh but a lot has changed yeah. then a whole lot has changed because i came to realize we as game devs as creative we need the business side we need the social side and yes not everyone not everybody in the industry is going to be social but we need to create those bridges to those industries and we need people to be at the forefront and so i took that step after exploring entrepreneurship for a couple of years and i'm glad to say now i have more people who are focused on that not developing the game but building the business side of yeah, the games yeah, industry that was like that, that, that was like i i think that most the, the thing that most game devs in nigeria like like face the like main issue most the game devs in nigeria face is basically not like not having the, the ability to branch out easily that kind of thing so yeah um so moving on what would you say the goal and your, your goals and missions for africa communicate to the african and the nigerian game dev community what would you what would you say it is ah <laughs> to be candid i just want to make money <laughs> yes <Yeah, no fear. laughs> yeah to be candid i mean the global games industry is worth how many billion dollars almost 300 billion so if we can have an industry that is worth 1 billion 10 billion 20 billion in dollars uh we're all going to be fine we're all going to be okay and um, let's not forget games are as tools games are a medium you get so it's not just an opportunity to create a product it's an opportunity to pass a message across it's an opportunity for storytelling and we have diverse stories to tell we have so many stories trust me africa is filled with stories um our culture is diverse it's fun interesting if we can just find the right way to express it and then we have a lot of creative youths as well so the main vision is to see how this space this industry can become sustainable to see how this industry can become a space where people can thrive and grow in uh, because if if that doesn't happen then we are all just really wasting our time it's still going to be a very small niche market and and there's a lot of opportunities in it beyond entertainment when you look at education when you look at um passing information there's so much we can do with the games industry and there's so much money to be made as well if we get it right and that's that's really so, um, the vision yeah. would you say africa communicate is like targeted for mostly gamers and game devs or like is it like for all creatives out there yeah i wouldn't say all creatives <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I would say all creatives, all digital creatives in the immersive and interactive media industry. So Africa Communicate is a launchpad for stakeholders in video games, animation, comics, and extended reality. And we put video games at the forefront because the video games industry, at least in the developed world, connects all these other mm-hmm. industries together. 
you get uh, the people in the animation space they get to work in the video games industry if you're in comics you see there's a connection if you're in film there is a connection tools like unity and Unreal engine they are used yeah. across board do you get and these tools are mainly game engines so we're focused on that space and because we connect to everyone and I wouldn't say all creatives because you know the term creatives lately has been used um, in different ways based on who you are speaking with. But the exciting thing about the games industry is every stakeholder can find a role in the industry because games go beyond coding or programming, right? There's the side of art, there's music, there's psychology, there's design, there's many things. And then you can build a game for anything. <laughs> Agriculture, fashion, yeah. medicine. You get the point. <laughs> so so that's what makes me very excited because at Africa Communicate, we are not just promoting or oh, make games for maybe esports or for entertainment. You get we're saying there's corporate gaming, there's business gaming, there's serious games. Explore all of these. You're still all in the video games industry. And let's see what works for our market. Yeah, because if you look at the developed nations, if you look at the Asian market, there's a kind of game that yeah. sells in that area, right? It's not the usual one. When it comes to animation, there's a kind of animation that sells in that region as well. So I think we need to really start looking at our own market, trying to understand what standards we should put in place. And that's really the whole idea. Let's let's become creators and not just consumers. And let's be profitable right. creators. So, um, yeah. uh, what would you say, like, your major challenges, like, the major challenges you face bring, like, from the start of Africa Communicate to, like, the mid-section of Africa Communicate to, like, where you are right now? What would you say your challenges have been? And how how largely have they escalated or, or like, uh, or, like, decreased? <laughs> yeah um what can i say the first major main challenge everyone in the space is facing is Plastic. funding Plastic. <laughs> right that's the biggest challenge um but then funding aside in fact i would say to some extent i'm grateful we didn't get the funding right away but we're still on the path to getting funding to do what we have to do uh, but the old bootstrapping experience has been quite a very rewarding journey because we've actually also pivoted over the years. You get, um, trying to also find out how we ourselves, Africa Communicate, will make money and and survive. And it's because we were trying so many things that we also discovered so many things yeah. about the sector. Do you get? And. Um, so funding aside, funding is definitely needed. Um, you can't do anything without money. Um, but funding aside, I would say the biggest issue has been we have a communication problem in the space. And this exists between stakeholders um, within the games industry and also stakeholders outside the games industry. There is a cultural perception of games in Africa. That is changing now, especially in the esports side. Um, but there's still a cultural perception. Um, most people see games as a waste of time or something that is not so good. Another set of people cannot differentiate between games and gaming. 
and that's really really um it's really annoying <laughs> and not so great for the industry because people mix game gaming gambling together and that's yeah. very much yeah. funny yeah so that's that's another thing then when you look at stakeholders and all a bulk of them are unable to understand how to make money and you know this is a, a, an issue across board like oh if we invest in you how do we make money people need to understand that the video games industry is not the same like a traditional startup which is transactional you get you you build a mobile app when you do a transaction they take a percentage or commission right that's how most apps work or you subscribe yeah. nobody is subscribing to games <laughs> how many africans are subscribing to games maybe out there but how many africans then if you look at the premium model How many Africans are buying games? Like go to computer village, <laughs> get it for what? How many Africans are buying buying games? Get my point. Like yeah, yeah. It's just it's crazy. <laughs> no, you're even no, you're even chatting much about the battle parties. It's talking about like the pirated video games. Like I know there Nigerians that have played FIFA all their like they played every single FIFA from FIFA 12 to FIFA 23, <laughs> but EA has not collected a single dime from them. Because everything is from computer village or oh, bro, how far you got FIFA? Send me this, I'll give you four thousand naira. That's how mad it is. Or or fit yeah. girls with pack and stuff like that. You get, yeah, and um, but but I'm in this industry right now because the landscape is changing, and that's why we need to engage all stakeholders and educate them. You get, um, the Gen Zs, for example, they are wonderful generation. Um, they are paying for stuff. They are subscribing to Spotify. My my <laughs> people of my age will not be able to listen to music. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We don't mind listening to ads right now on Spotify. <laughs> Play the ads. It's music to my ears. <laughs> But the Gen Z guys are subscribing for a lot. And then in their own time, they came into a time where payment there's infrastructure for that. During our time. If you want to send money to someone in just even Ghana, if you don't move that cash physically, there's a whole lot of problem, right? But now you can pay for anything anywhere. And people within and outside the continent are building infrastructure that allows that seamless collaboration. You get the point. So, these are the things we need to do and it's been a huge challenge that communication, education, Even when it comes to collaboration as well, it all boils down to that communication gap, that understanding, uh, because all stakeholders must be onboarded. And unfortunately, for a bulk of the stakeholders in Africa, a lot of the people think short term, like, oh, if I'm giving you this money next year, how much will I get back? <laughs> next year, how much will I get back? But in the global scheme of things, you notice most developed nations. They plan. They have visions. Like for 10 years, we are doing this stuff. This is what we hope to achieve, and they mm-hmm. stick to it. You get. But yeah, most people want. Oh, if I get just thinking like it's business, and it's not. It takes a lot of time to build a game, then to figure out how to market the game is another interesting. You get. It takes a lot, a whole lot, yeah. and yeah, communicating that with stakeholders. Has, has been very interesting. Yeah. Um. So, um, talking about the elephants in like the Nigerian game development, um, animation and like the whole 
as you said, digital creatives world, the current gamathon going on and like current gamathon and events partnered and around the gamathon too. So like, can you just like tell us what the gamathon is? Yeah. Um, Africa Communicate Gamathon started. That that's literally how we started Africa Communicate. Uh, it started in the heart of the pandemic, and um, yeah. <laughs> what can I say? During that, you know, during the pandemic, everybody was at home. Uh, no one could go out. People were getting bored. And so my co-founders, my now co-founders, reached out to me saying they wanted to organize a COVID game jam. <laughs> and um, back then, I was still doing a lot of work research on seeing how I can build what we now know as Africa Communicate, because then it did not have a name. Um, I was putting some things together, doing my research, talking with a lot of stakeholders. And yeah, when they reached out to me, I told them, this is an awesome idea. This is an awesome plan. But it's not just going to be a game jam. It's going to be more than a game jam. (laughs) And then we started immediately um, design thinking, coming up with a name. We came up with the name Gamaton. We came up with the name Africa Communicate which actually comes from the word Africa, comics, and arcade, all combined together. And um, yeah, what, what can you expect? A lot of people thought it wasn't going to fly because this was the first Pan-African game jam. Back then, it was more of a game jam than anything. Now, it's more of a convention. Back then, it was a game jam where you have speakers come to speak, interact with people and then we do a kind of play test and a lot of people did not think it would fly because i mean there were sentiments of do africans have data to be online (laughs) the sentiments of how do we want to connect with game developers from across these different regions i mean back then i don't know if someone had brought together a kenyan and a nigerian game developer who have not met physically and ask them to build a game virtually as a team for the first time. And yeah, against all odds, the event held. We got a lot of international and local speakers. Um, We got about, I think, was it 20 game submissions in total? And that was how Africa Communicate really started. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's insane. And stuff from from the virtual world connecting Kenyans and Africa and um, Kenyans and Nigerians. That's from like East Africa to West Africa. I'm pretty sure the guys that thought that we don't even have internet connected themselves would be shivering. The people that think that we're living with um, rappers and 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 sticks and going around the streets <laughs> with forests everywhere, hunting lions and stuff like that. But yeah, it's nice that we're. It's nice that we're um, this thing breaking the barriers and stuff like and things like that. It's a nice feeling making proving people wrong, certainly. So um, the next one that is happening, what's what's it going to be like for gamers, game developers, and other other members that just want to be there and see some nice um, arts, African arts, both yeah. virtual, both virtually and whatever. Yes, yes. Um, the Game Adon started as a virtual first event, but as the pandemic relaxed, we've been switching steadily to uh, a physical event. And so the first Game Adon happened about two weeks virtually, the second one happened about two weeks, the third one about two to three weeks, 
Um, this year, it's a uh, it's a two weeks event. The game jam has already happened and wrapped up. Right now, people are play testing and putting scores to the games that were developed. And uh, next week, which is the main event from the 25th of September down to the 30th, that's the main event week. And this year, there's a lot of physical activities planned out from visiting creative studios across Lagos to having a mini press conference to having a film screening and even having the pitch competition happening live. Uh, earlier this used to be purely virtual but this year we have a lot of physical elements uh, in place and that's also because not just because we want to um, organize physical events uh, but now the kind of stakeholders we're trying to reach out to the people in the business world with the pandemic gone there's need now to connect with people physically the experience is always different so those joining virtually a lot of the sessions will a lot of the panel sessions and webinars would happen virtually and the bulk of the physical events would also be streamed so that they don't miss out completely on all these activities but the showcase of the works by creatives across africa would happen virtually and physically um almost every physical thing would be you'll be able to assess it virtually as well because it's for Africans, it's by Africans, and we know that not everyone can travel. It's quite expensive, especially when you look at the economic situation of the, of the continent right now. But we want everyone to be connected, and we're creating a medium for them to do this, both virtually and physically. Some people are traveling down. We have some stakeholders coming down from different countries. So if you are in Lagos, Nigeria, you get to meet them. Kenya, Tanzania, Benin Republic, Ghana. We have people flying in. Uh, we have some people to connect with. And then if you are not in physically, you can connect with all of them virtually on Meet to Match. That's the platform we're using. That's the platform from which you'll be able to access all the sessions and activities virtually. That's nice stuff, man. So, like, that that's for you all gamers, game developers, creatives, um, creative fans, anime fans, every single one of you that's listening to this podcast. If you're in Lagos and you're going to be in Lagos throughout next week, that's the place you certainly want to go to because it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. There are lots of things. There are, you get to hear people and pep talks from people that are actually in the field and how you could actually monetize your talents or your skills. Um, I'm talking... 3D artists, um, concept artists, even 2D artists, the ones that just get their barriers and papers and sketch on their paper. That's certainly the place you want to be. Um, the All right, so um, how, uh, Michael, the tickets, how can people get tickets to these events? How can they, um, yeah, basically, how can they get access to come to these events? That's, that's, that's the next one. Yeah. Um, so all tickets are online from our website. You can go to the Eventbrite um, page to get your ticket. Tickets are go for about $25. And that's for the standard tickets that if you're a creator or a publisher, you can purchase any amount of um, there are ticket tiers for you. Um, but this event is for all Africans. So if you're a game developer, if you're a creative, it takes a lot to put this event together. And um, it costs a lot of money, but we want to ensure no one is missing out. So if you can't afford the ticket, then on the Eventbrite page in the description, you can fill a form 
so that you get access to it. Um, we have a form where you can fill and then we'll see how to give you free access to the event. Or you join the Discord server, there are some links on the server that you can just click on and then you'll get access to the entire event. For those physically in Lagos as well, make sure you register. It's open to everyone, but you just need to register online. So whether you're getting the tickets or you are filling that form, you just have to register so that once you come into the venue, we check your records, we know you're registered and you have free access. The event is happening across six days, various locations, and we have some other events intertwined with it. Um, so you can just check our Instagram page or you check the deck on the website. There is a like a deck presentation on the website where you get to see everything that is happening. So you know which day um, what is happening and where you should be and you can come join us because there are lots of there's a there's a complete row of amazing activities laid out for that day. Yeah. Okay, um to further assist people like on joining the um discord and finding more about like the ticketing and the accommodation we link would link um, the discord servers and everything or like all the necessary information to our x post on this like our x announcement post we link everything to like to the x post so for easy access so you guys don't really have to like stress yourself looking for things everything will be there so um so on a um closing notes uh, michael what would be your advice for like young digital creators out there what would be your advice like for people that, people that like obviously want to start something like africa communicate or just general game devs animators filmmakers and the likes what would be your advice yeah um <laughs> what can i say the creative industry generally it's tough um if you look at the music if you look at the movie industry yes there are lots of people we want to emulate we want to be like but one thing we should all understand is um, for every naira mali or for every whiskey or for every davido or whoever uh there's like one thousand more creatives out there struggling to reach the limelight so it's very tough um it's very difficult to succeed but when you do it when you succeed the rewards are very 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 great so i'll just advise everyone if you know you're really in for it the first thing you need to know is understand that it's a long-term game um rewards will not come in immediately you need to show up you need to turn up and you need to be you need to ensure you make yourself visible so whatever you are creating put it out there know that it's not going to happen in one year in two years in three years i don't know when it would happen but it's not going to be instant you get it's a journey and you have to ensure that you create a system for yourself where you can enjoy that journey because it's not easy so yeah be dedicated make sure you turn up and keep pushing put yourself in the right place move with the right people and play the long game yeah that, that's like that's a very that was, that, those are like very nice words obviously um so um we have come to the end of this particular episode 
once again you can find me on x at Black. um and obviously our our um our podcast x um page two ng game pod yeah uh thank you all every single one of you that has been listening so far you guys have been marvelous that's what i'm going to say and do try and listen to the diva game pod because they've also been cooking very beautiful things they've been hard working and trying their best to get give you guys the best concept out there every single one of you once again thank you all um you can follow me on twitter at chidera wonsu uh charles studios or you can find chidera wonsu that's the name but charles studios that's the username and oscar you could also share your x accounts as well as africa communicates accounts so that people could also um ask questions or any other thing you guys call it X now. <laughs> Bro, I, I don't even know how it got on me, to be honest. I've been fighting with these guys since. I don't know why I'm calling it X. I, I can't believe I'm calling it X. So now I'll start calling it Repost and Post. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you, you can follow us on, on X, I guess. Just at Africa Communicate across all social, uh, all social media platforms. Just Africa Communicate. You'll find us there. Yeah. Alright then. Have a nice day to everyone. Yeah. Have a nice day. And also, I'm promising you I'll be on every episode from now on. Almost every episode. So expect me. I know you all have missed me, so expect me. Yeah, so peace. Yeah, that doesn't kill you.